0: may God richly bless each of you tonight. But I want to direct your attention to 1 Kings chapter 19. Good to see all these smiling faces here. Amen. 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 Even Reverend Tuhigg got a, one of his coworkers to come already. Just like that. Amen. 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 I've only been on the job a few days. And praise God. Somebody come to church with him. Daniel, made of the church. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So I'd like to read tonight. From 1 Kings chapter 19, chapter 19, I want to begin reading in verse 4 tonight. 1 Kings chapter 19, begin reading in verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my fathers. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of the meat forty days and forty nights unto Horab. The mount of God. And he came thither into a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? I want to use tonight first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6, and also 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 7, for a text. So we'll start with verse 7 in our Bible reading. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. In first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 6, therefore let us not sleep as do others but let us watch and be sober. And tonight I want to preach for a little while on the thought let us not sleep but rise to victory. Let us pray. Pastor Davis Sharp, please stand and pray, sir. Father, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you Jesus. The thank you for each one that's here. God, I believe eternities can be changed
1: this night. Yes. God,
0: Amen. amen thank you very much and I have another title I was sharing last night about this message and uh, the way I worked on it the other day was nothing like this but after praying and giving some thought today and working seemingly the Lord really helped me out but I wanted to go with another title I'm going to give it to you after the revival stay awake amen. Okay. after the revival stay awake because in revivals, there, there are no grand finales. Amen. The grand finale is when we see Jesus. Amen. It's when the rapture takes place, and it's been a prayer of mine, and I pray that God will burn it in my heart still. God, give us a revival to the rapture of the church. Amen. If we die before then, Lord, give me a revival unto death. Amen? Yeah. Sometimes we have the tendency... To let our guards down and slack off and become spiritually sluggish after the victories and revivals. The Apostle Paul gives an admonition. Romans 12, verse 11. And Romans 12, by the way, is another chapter that I love to read. Romans chapter 12, practical christian living you ought to try sometime romans 12 but anyway romans 12 verse 11 it says not slothful in business or slothful in business and that means indolent that means wanting to avoid activity in other words lazy you want to have any lazy people tonight don't raise your hand it also means irksome irritating Annoying. You know, when you're out there, you're working hard, and somebody that's not doing their job, you get a little irritated. How many of have been that way? Why, did, why can't this person just get on in and let's pull together, let's work together? Have you ever felt that way? Like, come on, we're a team. Let's work together. Let's pull together. Let's be excited together. Amen. Amen. Then he goes on and said, not soft in business. Fervent, fervent, boiling hot. Earnest, earnest, rather sincere and serious in spirit, serving the Lord. This is no time to slack off. I said it's no time to slack off. It's no time to slack off, but it's time to take off. Not in the direction that we're going to talk about Elijah, no. But in the right direction. In the right direction. I mean, How many? We'll go in the right direction. The Bible tells us, let us run with patience, cheerful endurance, the race that is set before us, enduring the cross. Oh, hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We want to stay connected. Amen. A brief review of Elijah's victories and his downfall. Elijah had won a great victory on Mount Carmel. He prayed a prayer, I believe 63 words. It was a great prayer, and we find that the fire came. The hearts of the people were turned to God. Revival was in the land. The prophets of Baal, the false prophets, were destroyed. And Elijah prayed. He prayed, and the rain came. What a blessing, the rain came. There was a famine in the land for three and a half years and Elijah prayed. He told his servant to go, kept, to, kept saying, kept saying, go look again. And the seventh time, the servant saw a cloud by the size of a hand, a man's fist. And Elijah said, get ready. The rain is coming. Amen. And the rain came, but after the rain came, Jezebel came. She threatened his life and the mighty prophet took off running. A woman chased him out of town. But God was not going to give up on his man. He sent an angel to find where he was. He thought he was hiding real good under that juniper tree, but God knows where we're hiding it. And the angel came and said, Arise and eat. And he did. He woke up. He ate, he drank, and guess what he did? He went right back to sleep. Like some of us do when we're going through some stuff in our life. Can't get a witness. When we're going through some trials and hard times, wake me up when it's over. No, God said, awake now. Arise now. It's time to get the victory now. Don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. Amen. And so we find... Elijah went back to sleep but the prophet. But the angel said to him again, he said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for thee. So he did, and he went in the strip of that meat 40 days. And when he got to Horeb, the mount of God, he went into a cave. Now he went from sleeping under a juniper tree, the juniper tree of self-pity, the juniper tree of despair and discouragement. Amen. And he went right into that cave where he stayed discouraged, where he stayed defeated. But God was not giving up on him. He said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And Elijah, like some of us, he went whining and crying. Amen. No, verse 10. He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Then God told him, I got something for you to do. Go stand on the top of that mountain. And as he stood on that mountain, at the entrance there, he stood on that mountain. There happened. There happened to be... A great wind, a mighty wind. But the Bible said, but God was not in that. And then there was a great earthquake. They said, God was not in that. And then there was a fire, but God was not in that. But then there came a still, small voice. A still, small voice. And Elijah heard the voice of God. What doest thou here, Elijah? And Elijah had to wrap his face with his mantle. But then Elijah, the Bible said how he began to go, really, go back toward the cave. But, you know, God was not giving up on him. Amen. He was not going to give up. God's not giving up on us. How many believe that tonight? God's not giving up on us. Listen to this. And so God says, and I got a little bit ahead of myself, but God says to him out that still small voice, What doest thou here Elijah was still in his feelings and he gave God the same response he gave God the same response God I'm the only one serving you I'm the only i ever felt that way I'm the only one serving God there's a danger when we think that way there's a danger when you think you're the only one. You need to find your focus. I know it's not focus, but I was reminded of the message Pastor Devish I preached. Finding your focus. But really finding your focus. Amen? Because we can get to the place where we think, God, all these people are messed up. They're wrong. And I'm the only one right. I don't, you know, you can get to the place where you think the preacher's wrong. Hello? is the preacher, right? Is he thinking right? I mean, why, is, why isn't God really, really pouring out the blessings? Have you prayed for the preacher? I know it's Friday night, maybe a different night, whatever the case may be, but uh, we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. But, you know, I've shared throughout all the revivals. We ought to pray for our Pastor. Amen, we ought to pray for our pastor. I'm mean, going to believe that. Amen, we should sit around complaining, whining. That, well, why is this happening? Why is the, the church not full? Well, how many people you've been bringing out to church? Can't get a witness. Amen, how many of you bringing out? How many want to bring out some souls to church? How many want to rise up and win some more people from God for God? We can do it, Amen. Want to sit back and say something wrong with the pastor, something wrong with his wife? No, it could be something is wrong with us, Amen. We need Jesus, and we need to arise and get the victory. First of all, let us not sleep. Let us not sleep. First Thessalonians chapter five verse six. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Elijah went to sleep because he felt the pressure was on. Amen. How many of you ever felt that pressure? Pressure is on. And then when the pressure is on, you begin to worry a little bit. You begin to fret a little bit. But thank God we can trust him. Amen. Amen. We can rise above our fears. Don't run from the battle. Amen. Face everything and begin to rise. Say, God, I'm not running. God, I believe you. I'm not going to sleep like others. I'm not going spiritually just lay down and put my sword down. But I'm going to pick up my sword and I'm beginning to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Yeah. We find that he went to sleep. And God doesn't want us to go to sleep. There's another man that went to sleep. Samson allowed his emotions and the pressure of Delilah to put him to sleep. Jonah, running from the call of God, went down into the sides of the ship and fell fast asleep. And it's typical of Christians today. They run. Some run from doing what God wants them to do. They run from the call of God. They run from being a soul winner. Amen. They run from being a dedicated church member being at the prayer meetings, they run from these things, they fall asleep. But I thank God, the shipmaster began to tell Jonah, he said to Jonah, this is what he said, we got another shipmaster, we got a great master, Jesus. He said, what meanest thou, O sleeper? He said, arise and call upon thy God. It's time to wake up, sleepy Christians. I said, it's time to wake up, amen. Wake up, sleepy Christians, we've got work to do, Amen. We cannot slack off. We've got to pick up the pace. We've got to accelerate by the grace of Almighty God. We got to say, God, give me the grace. Give me the grace not to fall asleep spiritually, Amen. Amen. We've got to awake, awake out of sleep. In Ephesians chapter five, verse fourteen, the Bible says, "Wherefore he said." Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Awake means to arouse or bring out of sleep. It means to stir up. For the Bible said, For they sleep, that sleep in the night. Then the Apostle Paul said in Romans 13, verse 11, verse, verse 11 through 14, he said, And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For our salvation is nearer than when we believe. Now what's salvation? Jesus is coming back. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know the hour. We don't know the time. But Jesus is coming back. Amen. And we need to awake out of our sleep, of our sluggishness, and be spiritually lazy. God, give us the grace. This is what Paul goes on to say. He said, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly, honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness. I thank God that we have people here tonight that probably do not uh, get involved with chambering. Chambering. What is that? Cohabitating. What is that? Sleeping with someone that you're not married to is still a sin. Amen. It's still a sin. I was listening to Pastor Kinsley share something the other day. He was talking about preaching. and said, when we preach the truth, he said, when we preach the truth, the numbers may not go up because we're telling the truth. Now, he wasn't saying the numbers can't go up. But the thing about what he was bringing out is that we're just not going to preach anything just so we can get the big numbers. We're going to preach the truth because Jesus said, know the truth and the truth should make you free. Amen. Amen. The truth should make you, in other words, you're going to keep continue to live in that freedom that God has given you. Amen. When God sets you free, you don't want to go back To live in an old lifestyle. Because the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and before all things have become new. I thank God that he brought me up out of that miry clay of sin. Amen. He caused me to rise up. I can live above sin. Not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit of almighty God. So Paul goes on to say, not in strife, not in strife. You know, people, they're at odds with one another, they have contentions, they can't get along. You know, I, I endeavor, by the grace of God, I endeavor to get along with everyone. I remember one time a preacher told me this, and, and, and you know, we all have things we're working on, and he was with me. He said, brother, you're just too nice. You know, I guess I like to want to give people whatever chance, the benefit of doubt. But there's still times I wasn't so nice, but I I understand what he was saying. But some people are not so nice. And then there's envy, jealousy. I heard Pastor Kekel sharing something about immolation, and I never heard it in that fashion. Well, immolation is where you, you see someone and you really admire them but you want to be like them so you can get that attention that they're getting. You only want to do something or be like a person so you can get the attention that they're getting because you don't really like it. I thank God we don't have to be that way. You know, sometimes we got to do some soul searching. I mean, some soul searching. What God, what's going on in my heart? We're talking about arise. You, you, you may say, but "Preacher, what kind of message is this?" Well, whatever. God knows what we need to rise out of. You know, if we want revival. Then we got to do some soul searching. Yes. We got to stop doing some things. We got to stop having some attitudes. Amen. And I don't know why I keep saying it. We got to stop having attitude with the pastor. You got to stop having that attitude, that stand attitude. Well, you avoid him and you don't speak to him. I'm not saying we got to run around and say, hi, Pastor Devin sure. But my God, when I, when I went to church and my pastor was around, it doesn't matter. Even I'm a preacher. I want to say at least hi to my pastor. Hi, how are you doing? Whatever the case may be. I, that's just, and maybe, maybe I'm just messed up in my mind. I don't know. But the Bible said, by this will men know that you are disciples. By the love you have one to another. Some people can love the world, their worldly friends, more than they love their, their Christian family. Amen. Something messed up with that. Amen. I'm going to love God's people first. The Bible said, let us be good to all men, but especially to those of the household of faith. Yes. Amen. They can wait, but not God's people. I say, amen. Amen. Then let's move on. But the Bible says... But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof, lest, in other words, let's take on Christ's views, and let's imitate him. Lord, make me a Christian. In my heart, Lord, whatever's in my heart that's unlike you, take it out of me. If there's a complaining, if there's a critical, finding false spirit, amen. If I've lost my focus, let me get back on focus and let me stay connected. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34. Almost done. Almost done. I know it's a Friday night. We're glad you're here. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34, the Apostle Paul said, Awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to doing what's right and stop sinning. Amen. When God saved us, he didn't mean for us to go back to drinking and cursing and lying. Amen. And gambling. And buying lottery tickets. Amen. God is real. He'll deliver you. He'll set you free. Amen. Awake to righteousness, to right principles, and doing what is right, and just stop it. Jesus told the woman that was caught, that was caught in adultery, told the woman, and after all her, you know, everybody, you know, bringing, Jesus, the law says, She should be stoned. What are you saying? I'm going to make a long story short. He just ignored them right in the ground. When it was all said and done, they were dropping their stones. You know how hypocrites are, right? How many know? Do you know what a hypocrite is? Do you know? Let me tell you what it is. It's a dress-up sinner. That's all it is. A hypocrite is a dress-up sinner. But that's what the Bible says. For all that sin comes short of the glory of God, there is none righteous. No, not one. There There is none Righteous, no, not one. It's all because of his grace that we're saved tonight. Amen. We're saved by his grace tonight. And we, man, this is coming up again. It's just on my mind. And we need to stop being critical of other people. Pray for them. Amen. Pray for them. You pray for them. They might change. Amen. God, let me feel what you feel. Have you prayed that way? God, I want to feel what you feel. God, I want your heart. I need your heart. So I can care for all people. I was looking at Deja. Last night she was pouring out her heart praying with Michaela. Young, she's young. She's over there praying with her for the Holy Ghost. She wanted her friend to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because we need the Holy Ghost. We need God. I don't know what kind of church background you grew up in. I grew up in the Baptist background. They didn't tell me all of this about the Holy Ghost. Because they went to church. They put on their show. Had their good sermon. And they went back to living the same way, drinking and cursing and sleeping around, looking at pornography. There was no change because there was no power. There was no power. When I got saved, I was hungry for more. I wanted more. I didn't know what the more was. But God knew I wanted more. And I went to the altar one night and I lifted up my hands. And I began to say, praise God. Some people are afraid to lift up their hands, but the Bible said, lift up holy hands. That's in the Bible. We we teach the whole Bible. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. Lift up holy hands. without Some people like, and I'm not finding fault with you. I was that way. But, man, when I went to church, I got saved. I saw other people lifting up their hands. Guess what I said? I guess it must be. But I started feeling good about it. Because it was in the Bible, lift up holy hands without wrath and doubt it. And I, as I was at that altar, oh, I said, hallelujah, praise God. Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost. And I began to speak in another language. I began to speak in tongues. I thank God that he's still filling men and women with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Lastly, rise up. To victory, the angel said to Elijah. And they can be thinking about what they want to sing, pray, play, or whatever. The angel said to Elijah, "Arise and eat, for the journey is too great." You know, church, we're on a journey tonight, and Jesus never promised that it was going to be easy. He even said, "In this world, you're going to have some tribulation." But he said, but be of good cheer, I have overcome. Oh, hallelujah. That's good news. That's why we can arise out of defeat. We'll have to let failure define us. How many believe that? I'm not going to let failure, I'm not going to let the past define me because my God is with me. And just like he didn't give up on Elijah, he's not going to give up on us. He said, arise and eat for the journey is too great. And I say to you, church, tonight, these are my words arise and eat the bread of life. Arise and eat the bread of life and he will give you strength for the journey. This is what Job said. Job said in chapter 23 of his book, chapter 23, verse 12, Job said this. He said, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed. His words are the words of his mouth. That means he had hidden, he had hoarded, he had reserved those words in his heart. As the psalmist said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's why we got to rise and eat the bread of life. What do we mean the bread of life? The word of Almighty God. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Do you want to get strength for your journey? Start reading the Bible. And listen to what Jesus shared. Jesus was getting ready to die. And he was in the garden praying. You see, we need to rise up and read the Bible. We need to rise up and pray also. How many believe if you rise up and pray, the devil will go away? Oh, yes, he will. Oh, he may come back, but he'll go away if you pray. Discouragement will go away if you pray. The Bible said David encouraged himself in God. He started praying. Guess what? The discouragement left. If you're feeling discouraged, start praying. Amen? You're feeling a little sleepy? Get up. This is what Jesus said in Luke 22, verse 46. He said, why sleep ye? Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Rise up. Read the Bible and pray. And I guarantee you, you're going to rise to victory. I guarantee you, you're going to have some light. Because Jesus... It's the light of the world. And he said, if any man follow me, he should not walk in darkness. We don't have to walk in sin. We don't have to walk in defeat. We don't have to walk in discouragement tonight. God told Elijah, he was down. He was discouraged. I said, I need you to rise up and eat. I got something else for you to do. You know, God has something for us to do. How many believe that tonight? God's not finished with us yet. So church, it's time to arise. Rise and get the victory. I'm going to get the victory tonight. I'm going to ask God to search my heart. Search me, God, if there's anything in my heart that shouldn't be. I want you to take it out of my life as Pastor Hill come to do the invitation for the altar call. God bless you,
2: sir. All right, it's our chance to pray. Come out of that seat. Come down and pray. Rise up out of that pew. Come down. Come up here and pray in the faith on. where people get saved, where people get healed, where people get the Spirit of God to move in their lives. Come on down where lives are changing; they're never the same.
1: I could not fail and after midnight God sent an earthquake the old foundation Began to shake Those prison doors Flew open wide And Paul and Silas Stepped outside Yes, he'll deliver me In my time of need Like those Hebrew children From the fire he freed And he saved 5,000 With two fishes and bread And he walked on the water And he'll raise the dead Goodbye Daniel in the lion's den He saved old Moses from Pharaoh's men Open the eyes of the blind to see And I know that he'll deliver me He'll deliver me in my i of need like those Hebrew children from the fire He freed like he fed five thousand with two fishes and bread And he walked on the water and he raised a dead, And he stood by Daniel in the lion's den And he saved old Moses from Pharaoh's man open the eyes of the blind to see I know that he'll deliver me
3: He freed like he fed 5,000 with you, fishes
1: fishes and bread bread. He walked Walked on the water and he raised the bread Stood Daniel in the lion's den He saved your Moses Moses from Pharaoh's den Open the eyes of the blind to see, I know that he'll deliver me. It was David, my God, delivered, when before Goliath he did stand. He took no armor, he took no weapon, just by stones and a sling in his hand. And he went running. To meet that army, he met that Philistine man That stood mighty and tall, he said I come to you in the name of the Lord And you know that giant he did fall Yes, he'll deliver me in my of thee. like those hebrew children from the fire he freed, like he fed five thousand with two fishes and bread and he walked on the water and he'll raise the dead and stood by daniel in the lion's den he saved old moses from pharaoh's man open the eyes of the blind to see i know that he'll deliver me open the of the blind to see and I know that he'll deliver, I know that he'll deliver,
2: I know that he'll deliver me Alright, we serve a God. God who can deliver and does to deliver and will deliver. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Friday night revival. We got Saturday night service also. Right before that we got prayer at 6 p.m. So come Amen. back tomorrow. If you want to pray, you say, I really want revival. Amen. How many really want revival? Amen. Amen. I-